The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Radio's finest program of Positive Book Talk, Star Style Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are here to shatter the limits and blow up the barriers and multiply your possibilities. Hooray! It's Cynthia and Heather. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to achieve your goals and your resolutions. You can call 925-377-STAR to book a session or visit starstyleproductions.com. And this is from Patricia Smith. It's not how you move through life, but it's how life moves through you. So that a very profound statement. Mm-hmm. Well, in our session today, Heather and I will be talking about the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists merger, which we hope will pass. We will also be going into relationship rescues for all of you who are working on trying to have a very happy life. And then in the final segment, I'll be talking to you about the high cost of education for the middle class and how our universities are actually putting tuition so high that just regular kids can't even get a get any college degree anymore. So we hope you sit back and wrap up in a blanket if it's a cold winter day or a rainy day out there. Grab a cup of tea, get cozy, because we are bringing you star style. Well, about the merger, Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA, both Heather and I are members of both unions. I have been a member of both unions since the 1970s, and I am a major, major union advocate. Uh, yeah. Heather, and Heather, you've been in the union since you were a little girl, too. Uh, so you have been a union you yeah. know, member for so long. And before we get into it, I just want to tell you what Screen Actors Guild and After are. So Screen Actors Guild is called SAG, and American Federation of Television Radio Artists is called AFTRA. 
And both unions were formed in the 1930s in that whole turmoil when the histories of fighting for and securing strong protections for our media artists was going on. And members united to form Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA in order to preserve the hard-won rights and to continue to extend and expand these protections into the 21st century and beyond. Well, they've always operated as two separate unions. SAG was always for reel-to-reel, you know, what you saw on the big screen. AFTRA was mostly for television and for radio, so broadcast. But in recent years, with the, with the introduction of so much Internet, technology, blue screen, green screen, uh, videos, um, video games, iPhones, all that stuff, there, that's getting murky about what union governs both. And the bottom line is we're all actors, announcers, broadcast journalists, dancers, DJs, hosts, news writers, news editors, uh, puppeteers, recording artists, singers, stunt performers, vo- voiceover artists, and other media professionals. And our work is seen and heard in theaters, on television, on radio, in sound recordings, the Internet, games, mobile devices, home videos, all over the world. We're on many different platforms. So we are the faces and the voices that entertain and inform America and the world. And because of the great mega conglomerates of production companies and multimedia companies from around the world, the production companies are squeezing performers out of fair wages, safe working conditions, and pension and health. So it's time that Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA merge, make one union so that we have one strong union. So, Heather, yeah. in, interesting, both you and I were at meetings yesterday. I was I was doing exactly. a video. Yeah. So let's talk about sure. the unions. So, and- so my thing now of just being is um, I've kind of been out of it for a while and just now getting back in and and really, I think uh, it's like going back to school. There's this new passion, and the, the, the two unions joining has been a dream for a long time. Um, back in 1998, it was on the blocks as well, and you know, for various reasons, as if, you know, the frustration with a lot of uh, bills or things in, in all politics that you think are going to pass and don't, or the ones that you can't believe would ever pass do. And uh, so, yeah, so we've always been these two separate unions. And just as you touched on, as before, SAG was, you know, recording. It was VHSs. It was, you know, a, a film. And and before, it was you, you made a, a, a tape disc and you made CDs. And in today's media, anyone with a cell phone can be a director, a producer. And it's just not the same anymore. So it doesn't make sense. And, and people have to understand, too, um, that these unions, and like all unions, um, there are, you know, not people maybe work in a field um, that they have to be unionized, and unions really are there for your protection. And something with acting back in the as you said, SAC was created as well as after in the 1930s. And during that time, that was during the Great Depression. There were so many unions during that time. There was 30, 30 to 50 percent of workers were in some kind of union, whether you know it was the the bus drivers or the coal miners, there were unions, there were people that fought for these rights. Um, as in today's society, there's less than 6% of occupations that have unions that are associated with them. And uh, the meeting I went to yesterday, and they're really, you know, trying to touch on this, of, as a SAG member, as in acting, acting, though, um, it's an art, it's a profession, you know, whether you are commercial, film, theater, 
Um, unless you are so incredibly successful, you have to be, you know, there's a lot of times it's a, a side thing for you. It's not paying the bills. It's paying your soul. Everyone wants to make it. Everyone wants to do well. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those professions. It's one of the oldest professions, and I'm not talking about that one. But right, exactly. Although, and some in some circumstances, um, many, especially many parents, used to think that they were one and the same. But now, I think that a media <laughs> career is very legitimized. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think back to Shakespeare or anything like that in that uh, performing, and I think people don't realize on a daily how much they are performers, whether you are a waitress, the, the customers you know you treat or you're a teacher and the, the way you teach and, and being in front of an audience are, are just people. Um, when it comes the production, entertainment is um, there's always situations, but it's definitely a um, sort of economic uh, there's always going to be movies. There's always going to be television. There, well, you know, because people want to be entertained. And, you know, just on that note, I was at the after, uh, office, uh, SAG and after uh, an equity office in San Francisco mm-hmm. yesterday, and I was talking to Barry, who is our um, head representative there, and I was saying I would give anything if lecturers were part of this union, you know, if all the jobs I did around the world, speaking and lecturing, if mm-hmm. my the books I wrote were under this union, I just would love to see all performance and all creatives have a union so that we were all one and had one voice and one stronghold because as you said pretty much everybody's a performer and that's why I know that a lot of people that take my acting classes whether they get into acting or not they can use it for just everyday life yeah and and, and the big thing with why unions are there are for your protection and and SAG especially is so um, wants to make sure their actors are so well protected, and there's so many things I think, especially in acting, people are so excited, so eager to act, and um, you know they're well, just like with any job. Sometimes you're willing to take less wages, or you work long hours, and there's no one but yourself usually in a job that's fighting for yourself, that's saying, you know, I, I you know, we're, I'm working so hard, and I'm not getting enough money, and you know, I don't have health benefits. And in this economy, you know, they just, oh, well, you know, I can get someone that's backing you, you know, for a cheaper price. And when it comes to acting, when it comes to talent, SAG, um, again, is really there to, again, make these actors the best performers they can be, but as well is making sure that they have a changing room to change into and it's not in front of, you know, other crew members. And, um, you know, making sure health benefits and, and pensions and with there being two unions and different projects signed up to be um, uh, either affiliated with either union, this cost them that people have to join these two separate unions. And well, and also, you know, in really that light, yeah, yeah, and it, what it really does, Heather, is it splits our, it, it's, it splits our bargaining power and so when we merge, we're going to increase our bargaining power and what you're talking about, like with the health and welfare benefits what's happened in the past because i voted for merger twice already it's it's this is the third time since i've been a member that it's been presented for the voters and it's lost twice but this time it's going to win vote yes everyone if you're part of yeah after but the a lot of the times before people were afraid that if you know the the uh, actors who were in part of sag didn't want the broadcasters and the radio hosts and the television uh personalities 
part of SAG. But the reality is today, uh, most members are members of both unions. And as you said, we're paying two sets of dues. And then our pension and health is split. So many actors, the middle class actors, can't even qualify for health or pension because it's split. You know, they're working so many hours under AFTER and so many hours under SAG. And they can't get it together. But once they merge, now we're one union, so everything's going to count towards our pension and health. And, and something that's so important is there's definitely, um, no one can just get into it. There's definitely things you have to achieve in order to even be eligible for these unions. And being a SAG and AFTER member really, um, really states that you are serious about this and that you are an actor, that you are a talent. And with non-union things, sometimes um, I think, again, when a lot of actors who are just so hungry, so excited to be acting, non-union work is really a growing threat for us. Again, if no one is, is protecting you, as, and sometimes you could sign away um, something that you, you may never be able to do. You may have flawless skin, and you do a non-union makeup commercial, and they can have you sign papers that you might not understand because you're so excited to get that $500 um, that you're never going to get residuals, you're never going to get any pension, you're never, you, they can use, do, use your picture, your, use your name for whatever, and you're out have to sign contracts that could say that for the next 20 years you can never do another makeup commercial because you signed with, you did this commercial for Makeup X, and you could be someone who could be the face of Revlon, and so, I mean, they're really there to protect you, to have your back, to, you know, to make sure you get, again, if someone is, if you do work, um, the thing with non-union, you do work and the check never comes, the check doesn't have to come, and they could go out of business, and they have, and that's a growing thing, too, is sometimes. And that's um, very true. It happens a lot. The unions yeah. have saved my butt so many times, and they have actually gone after companies who have done just that, who have signed a contract and gone out of business and then several years later I'll get a check in the mail with all the back fees and the late fees and all of that because the union kept on it and that yep. wouldn't have happened if I was I had a, I had a, a similar situation of that I had an agent at the time that um, things were going really well and the agent himself uh, was starting to go under I was sort of his golden goose and with an agent, uh, an agent they get a particular cut and oftentimes um, it's a lot easier You once you wrap on production, production sends uh, your agent the check, they take their 10 to 15% cut and send you, and they're supposed to do this in a 72 hour process. So you can you can choose to have it sent to you, but you have to do the turnaround in 72 hours, and I just think that's exhausting, so have your agent do it. And I had something similar that I had done a project and hadn't gotten the check, and Connor was getting the runaround from the agent, and two weeks, and we contacted SAG, and SAG, the second SAG got involved, because if you lose um, your SAG accreditation, you sort of like a BBC, it's, it's, uh, it's a big thing, SAG, um, to be SAG affiliated, uh, went after him, and next day I had my check, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like all things, it's really, um, like all things, insurance or something like that, they're there to protect you. They're there to help you. They're there to make sure you get your wages. Cause well, I'm and I and I think a really big thing. There's right at the moment. It seems that um, it, there's very few people who are behind, who are against it. And the ones who are against it seem there are some big names, and they're the ones that make millions of dollars. But it's those of us 
who are the working cogs that just really want to work as actors and hosts and performers and dancers and singers and all of that, that are making a living, but we're not millionaires. And we're the ones that get hurt when they're, because there's not a merger. So just be aware of that. Uh, the merger really will protect our benefits. Also, the dues are going to be less because instead of having to pay two sets of dues, you're going to pay one set and it's going to be a, a lesser amount than what we're normally would been paying with two of them. But the biggest thing is it strengthens us. And so when we go to negotiations, which this uh, coming October, there's, I'm on the, the commercial contract uh, committee for uh, SAG and we have contracts coming due soon. And when we go to negotiate, there's power in numbers, just like anything in life. So the the key is one union, one stronghold, united we stand, divided we fall. We really have to vote yes. And very important that um, union members know that. I also just want to say one more thing, Heather, and I'm going to give it back to you, is if you are a union member and if you're a member of both unions, you should be getting two separate ballots. I opened my Screen Actors Guild ballot today. And I've already voted yes for the merger, but I didn't receive my AFTRA ballot yet. So I had to call my local AFTRA office to have the national send me a new ballot. So for any reason, if you are a member in good standing of one or both unions and you have not received your ballot, call your local AFTRA or SAG office. They'll take care of it and get you your ballot. All ballots have to be in by the end of the month. So really important to vote. Yeah, and, and that's something, uh, sort of, you know, final note to touch on. Um, if you are a SAG and have to remember, last time it didn't pass by 600 votes, 600 members. Now, I think there's something well over like 100,000 members or some amazing amount of, of people. It's 125,000. We have 125,000 members of SAG and AFTRA. And again, perfect. So, and thing is, last time it was 600 votes that, and and we've seen this in presidential elections before too. So, every time you know when people say, "Oh, you know, I I don't understand the issue," go online. You just listen to us go on about it. If you still don't think you got all the information, um, go to the uh, SAG.org or go to SAGAfter.org. We'll have the both combined things. Go to SAG Foundation, SAG.org. Look up this stuff, find out because it really is going to affect you. And, um, you know, we don't, again, it, it, we need to unionize as one, and your vote and your voice so counts as this. Again, 600 votes um, last Exactly. Time. And I'm going to give out a website. I'm going to give out a website, Heather. Uh, this is the website for people to go to. You go to www.sagaftra.org. And if you are a member, you can put your support there. So uh, make sure to click on "I want to put my support," and you can just and your name will be uh, listed up there. Uh, SAG S A G A F T R A dot org. So for all of us, we really want a merger. We want one strong union. We want to be able to stand up against management and production for the benefit of all. To give all of you better entertainment, better education. Uh, better infotainment and <laughs> all of these good things. Talk about you know, with and, your words. Uh. Yes, right. And support 
And support. I think the most important thing is to support all the creatives and the performers because there are so many of us, and I'm sure everyone enjoys the Academy Awards and the Screen Actors Guild Awards and the Globes, the Golden Globes, and all the different things that we see, but you rarely remember what's going on behind the scene and how hard the people work to make things happen. So we are at the end of the segment. Again, the website for SAG after a merger is sagaftra.org. Get the facts, vote yes. And I, I just want to thank you personally for doing that. So Heather, give out our website so people can get in touch with us. And if anybody has any questions, Hello. contact me. I'm a big advocate, as you can see. Most definitely. Yeah, if you want more information or if you are not in SAG and after and you are an aspiring actor artist and you need some coaching, um, Cynthia Bryan definitely does some amazing coaching. So go to uh, Cynthia, excuse me, go to be the star you are dot org as well as be the star you are dot com. Yeah, and you're right. You can go to Cynthia Bryan dot com too. That's B R I A N, Brian with an I A N. So, all right, this is the, this is our SAG one union, uh, vote yes on merger conversation. And when I come back from break, we're going to have some relationship rescue. So you have been listening to Cynthia Bryan. And Heather Brittany. And we are your one union vote yes on SAG after merger advocates. Thanks for listening. I will be right back. You don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you ever feel like you are burning out? Do you know how to beat business burnout? Working in any industry is tough. It's long hours, lots of stress, and of course, those crazy run-ins with Murphy's Law can make anyone a candidate for burnout. Burnout can result in serious emotional and physical problems, as well as a decline in profits. And here are a few tips for beating the burnout blues. Identify the symptoms that are affecting your performance. Do the most important things first. Stop talking and start listening. Exercise. Catch people doing something right. Take a break. Better yet, take a vacation. Help someone else. Vent your frustrations. Reevaluate what's important to you and what's important in your life. Breathe deeply and most of all, laugh more. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information on getting coaching, Go to StarStyleProductions.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org. All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star. You are. 
Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Be the star you are. You are the star. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, thank you so much for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am your personal growth coach. I am also an acting and media coach and have been doing that for a couple of decades. I love it, and I really love the entertainment industry and have been in it such a a long time, although you never know everything and every day you're learning something new. It is a passion for me, and it's just been such a wonderful creative outlet. So I hope that you all learn something about the SAG After merger and will get involved. Go to SAGAFTRA.org and learn more. And if you are a member, vote yes. Well, I'm switching gears now, and we're going to be talking about relationship rescue, which is interesting in light of also talking about Hollywood because in, you know, in the entertainment business, relationships sometimes don't last very long. I happen to be an exception to that rule. I have um, been married for a very, very long time, and um, I think that's a good thing. So in any case, we're going to be talking about how to keep a relationship vital and exciting and fun. But first, I'm going to just tell you this little story. It's after 35 years of marriage, a husband and a wife, they came in for counseling. And when asked what the problem was, the wife went into a very passionate and painful tirade, listing every problem that they had ever had over the years that they had been married. On and on and on she went. Neglect, lack of intimacy, emptiness, loneliness, feeling unloved, feeling unlovable, an entire laundry list of unmet needs that she had endured. Now, finally, after allowing a sufficient length of time, the therapist got up, walked around the desk, and asked, after asking the wife to please stand up, he embraced her and kissed her passionately as her husband watched with a raised eyebrow. The woman shut up immediately, quietly sat down, and she was in a complete daze. The therapist then turned to the husband and said, Now, listen, this is what your, ne- your wife needs at least three times a week. Can you do this? The husband thought for a second, 
And he looked at him and he goes, hmm, well, I can drop her off here on Mondays and Wednesdays, but on Fridays I fish. <laughs> All right. So that is kind of, um, uh, it is a tall tale. It's a fish tale. It is uh, meant to be funny and a joke. But the truth is, is that so many people don't have the keys to a happy relationship and they're not getting the warning signals. Now, everyone wants to have the best relationship they can have. And the, the markers of a happy relationship are cooperation, partnership, uh, mutuality, laughter, and lots of affection. And whether you're in a relationship now or hoping to be, these are the keys that are going to help you create something that's more loving and happier and really a partnership. So you want to learn how to handle the problems before they start because the need to criticize just belies a very, very long list of longing for recognition appreciation and validation but none of those things can be obtained through criticism and as human beings we all need to be validated we all need to feel appreciated we all need to feel accepted and so we do have to be on the lookout for those warning signs of our partner feeling like they aren't getting enough attention and or that they're just getting off track so if you're feeling resentful of anything, and by the way, that's a really big red flag because it's like rust that eats away at the foundations, you know, of a car. It eats away at the foundations of a relationship. You have to resolve it. So you have to talk about it. Communication is key in all relationships. And I know it's really, really hard to get going. But if you find that you have arguments that don't go away and they keep coming back up and they keep repeating, this is also a sign that you're in trouble. Now, if you are sitting in a room and you're both really silent, if it is a companionable kind of silence where you really feel good just being together but being quiet, that's a good thing. But if you have resentful silence or that hopeless silence like, you know, I'm not going to talk to him or I'm not going to talk to her uh, because they don't listen anyway, then this is a sign of a real problem. If there are sexual problems, that is also an indication of problems in other parts of the relationship or other parts of communication. Because, you know, we as human creatures, humans are a bit different than animals. You just don't get the urge. You also have feelings and feelings get hurt. So the keys to caring for yourself emotionally, emotionally, uh, mentally and spiritually you have to understand what you need to be happy. And you also have to understand that it's up to you to make yourself happy. No one can make you happy. No one can make you sad. But you can dwell on things for way too long by dwelling on the negative. And then when something's wrong, you focus on it so long that it becomes a mountain instead of a mohel. So you really want to learn to understand it. You want to change a negative focus into a positive solution. And you definitely can do that. You want to learn to look at the blessings in your life. And no matter how annoying your significant other, your partner, your spouse, girlfriend or boyfriend may be, there are good things that are happening. And it's good to remember why you were attracted to him or her in the first place. Don't let negative emotions, negative feelings, and negative actions soak up all your attention. If things are negative, bring it out into the light and talk about it. The keys to caring about your partner include one of the most important is to listen, listen, listen. You know, 
I, I work with teens, as all of you know, and I've been working with kids and teens for throughout my entire uh, career, not only my adult life, but I was also a, a teen peer mentor when I was a teen. And the thing that I've learned the most is, although we talk a lot, it's the key to a good relationship is listening. Those are probably the three most important words in any language. Listen, listen, listen. Ikut, ikut, ikut. To consider your partner's needs, you have to understand them first. So what you might say when someone's upset and they're yelling is, tell me more. I, I know I've always loved those three words. And even as a lecturer or someone that has to negotiate contracts or something, when you find out about something, it's always good to say, tell me more. And by listening, you're going to learn more. So if both you and your partner are available to really hear what the other is saying, you're going to be much happier. Knowing what your partner wants doesn't mean that you have to give in to his or her needs. What is important is to find a solution that really works for both of you. In today's day, we are much more interracial, interreligious, interpolitical, um, you know, interethnic background, and we all have different customs. So one person might be one religion and really needs something, you know, to hold on to for their own religion, but their partner may not be interested. So instead of forcing it, there has to be a communication, and then you will come to a solution together, maybe, you know, going to service sometimes together and other times if you go to your separate ways. You know, maybe one wants to just be out in nature and the other one wants to be in a synagogue or a temple or a church. Just keep in mind that resentment is really, really dangerous to your relationship. If you find yourself beginning to harbor resentments, Take care of it as a favor to both you and to your partner to notice and to do something about it. Because resentment builds up until you really don't want to be with that person anymore. It's like if you've ever been with someone and then you break up and you think, why the heck was I ever with him or her? And you realize it, you really had nothing in common and you have, would not want to be together again. This is what happens with resentment. It's like that pile of manure that just gets higher and higher and higher until you suffocate in it and you can't stand the tension. You can't stand just being around it. And so you just dump it. And instead of working it into your garden to grow a new garden, and that is something that we can do. You know, do we turn those failures into fertilizer and know that something that hurts your feelings or upsets you, instead of blaming someone again, you want to talk about it. Don't accuse, but let your partner or your significant other know that you have been hurt. Talking out loud is important. So take that time to know what it is that you want and ask, look, how can we work on this together? How can we fix the problem? You know, another thing that's really big these days is you might jobs change and instead of being able to to uh, be in the same town you know one person may have to be on one part of the of the continent and somebody on the other so you've got to work out how are we going to make this relationship work could one of us telecommute is one of us willing to give up our jobs can we get a job in another place but you don't want to just give ultimatums so there are some common mistakes that can alienate both of you and that's 
one of them is not taking responsibility for yourself, for your bad moods, for your fears, and for your feelings. You don't want to make your partner feel responsible because when you do, what it does is it separates you. It makes you go in opposite directions. If you don't make enough time for your partner, that also separates you. We do have to spend time together. And uh, in this crazy world, I have, I think everyone will say are one of the main words that you hear people use all the time is busy, busy, busy. I'm so darn busy. I've got the kids. I've got, you know, I've, I've got job. I've got all this social networking I have to do. I have all this homework I have to take home. And then you've got other people and friends and family. And then there's no time for fun time. And then you feel like you got to watch TV or read books or whatever. And the thing is, is you got to have balance and you do have to find time to spend time together. And that's where, when I was talking about the business bite, it, that you need to take a break or take a vacation, something really good for couples is to take a couple days and just have us time. If you relax too much, you become complacent. So we have to keep the courting alive, whether that's one date week, one date night a week or two. But if you have kids, you know, we do have to get babysitters once in a while and just have us time. It's also good for the kids to see that you fell in love with each other and you're not letting your romance take second place. So you want to guard against taking your partner or your relationship for granted. You want to stay out of a rut. So if you feel like you're in a rut and you know you love each other, but you just lost some of that loving feeling and you want to put some zing back in it together, do some fun, kind of wild, fresh, you know, crazy things. One of the things that, for me, that my husband still always talks about is I've always traveled. I mean, I'm, I just have the travel bug, and I love to jump on a plane and go to a foreign country and talk to people, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when there were the kids were little, you couldn't just pick up and leave. So at least once a month, I would pick, uh, we were, or we'd pick a destination together and we'd plan a night and I would dress up like the woman from another country and I'd serve that kind of food and decorate the house. And it was fun. It kept the relationship alive and it, it really was a good time. So again, you don't want to get bored. If you are bored, maybe you've just been lazy. So get out and do something. Take a walk. Make that special meal like I'm telling you about. Go out to dinner. You know, with all these uh, budget kinds of things today, the, tr the travel zoo, the group on, the living social, there's almost no excuse for anybody not to be able to have a good time on very, very little money. And packing a picnic is always a great thing. Even if it's raining, you can have a picnic, you know, in your living room. So, again, have a date like you used to, and you'll find that things start getting better. Dress up. Don't underestimate uh, how important it is to look pretty sometimes. And, and you know, you want to impress your partner, even if you've been together a really long time. And work together in the household. You know, uh, sharing space is hard. You have to blend your styles. So give yourself uh, a special corner or a retreat. That's just for you and help each other. So if like for me, being really clean is a big deal and I like to keep the spaces clean. <laughs> so it's important that if my husband doesn't want to do it, that I will do it. And so, you know, share things and have some cooperative parenting. That's very important. And you remember that you're always two different people. And if there's a problem, you want to solve it, talk about it. 
and then work it out. So when we come back from break, uh, I'm going to be talking about how universities and colleges are raising tuitions to such high rates that we are pricing middle America out of a college education. I think it's gotten to a crisis and are our kids at risk. So join me right here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're going to college. We're going to talk about the fees when I come back. And in the meantime, have a great relationship and don't take each other for granted. The Star You Are. Be the Star You Are. You are the star. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature Star Style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, we're back. I am Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Well, the teens and I have had a meeting this week, and we are going to be putting on at the Moraga Community Fair coming up soon, we're going to have a radio booth because, as you know, Express Yourself, that is our teen radio show heard on our sister network, Voice America Kids, every Tuesday at noon Pacific time. And it is hosted by teens. It's for teens and with teens. And we are going to be adding new field reporters 
from around the country, and we've been interviewing, the kids have been interviewing people from around the world. We had a whole show that was in Italy and Britain, and our new field reporter is from Florida, and this is a rather exciting thing to happen. So at the community fair, we are going to have a radio booth, and we'll be having auditions for reporters and um, people gathering will be able to lay down soundtracks for, you know, their music or do a PSA. So you'll want to join us. And for more information, go to StarStyleRadio.com and look under events. And you'll find the Morago Community Fair coming up. If you'd like to sponsor, please contact us. You can email me, Cynthia, at star hyphen style.com we're looking for sponsors for this and for the radio shows of course and always for the charity you can go to btsya.com that's b as in boy t b the star you are so btsya.com and make a donation for the charity so right now i want to talk about how uh, the college kids Middle America, the middle class, is really getting priced right out of college. And this is this was brought to my mind because of several of our teens that are on the radio show, as well as several of the volunteers that Be The Star You Are, are seniors this year. And they're all waiting for college acceptance. And they're really concerned about tuitions and how they or their parents are going to pay the bills. And there was an article in the San Francisco Chronicle that was talking about how America is making it really hard for young people of modest means to attend college. Public higher education is being starved, and the middle class is going to shrink even more as a result. So I I wanted to share some of the tidbits that I learned from this and just put it into your consciousness to get involved because we really have to stop this the way that the education budgets are being cut and over the last year, 41 states have cut spending for public higher education. Now, that's on top of the really deep cuts that happened in 2009 and 2010. The shortfall means that the rising tuition and the fees are just going to going to keep some kids away from attending college. The average increase is 8.3%. New York State University system, though, increased tuition 14%. Arizona, another popular state, 17%. Washington State, as uh, public universities and college, are facing an average increase of 21%, uh, excuse me, 16%. But California, this is the highest in the nation. It's going to be 21%, the highest in the nation, 21%. That's huge. So the children of middle and lower income families are the ones that are hardest hit because the medium wage has been dropping since 2000, uh, even that, even adjusted for inflation. Now, there are Pell Grants for students from poor families, but those are falling further behind, and they now are only covering about a third of the tuition and fees for students who are from homes that can't afford college. And yet, a four-year college degree marks the divide between the top one-third of Americans who have most easily weathered the downturn and the bottom two-thirds who are really struggling in this economic crisis. Unemployment among college graduates is about 5% naturally, 
I mean, uh, nationally, and it's over 9% for those that don't have a college degree. So the medium annual pay of people with a bachelor's degree, this, listen to this, the medium annual is 70% higher than if you just have a high school diploma, and that's uh, according to the latest census data. So this is all critical information, and we have to really take it seriously if we don't want to fall behind in this global world because the globalization and the rapid technological change are putting a premium on the ability to identify and to solve new problems. But that's a skill that we learn in college. We don't learn that in high school. A college degree also signals prospective employers that a young person has what it takes to succeed. But public higher education isn't just a private investment. It's a public good because our young people, with their capacities to think and to understand and investigate and to be innovative, are truly America's future. And on a personal level, I can just tell you this, with having the charity, we're in our 13th year right now, and having worked with kids for a couple of decades, is it is so great. I think what keeps me young and, you know, my finger on the pulse of the world is the fact that I'm working with kids all the time, and they are really creative. They are the ones that are totally thinking outside the box. They come up with new ideas. And if we are to survive, we have to look to them, but we also have to give them the opportunity to get the best education as possible. Now, during the great expansion of public higher education, which was considered from the 1950s to the 1970s, tuition at public universities averaged about 4% of a family's income, you know, the medium family income, compared with around 20% at private universities. Now, young Americans earn college degrees in record numbers, creating a bunch of scientists and engineers and managers and professionals that propelled our economy forward and dramatically expanded the middle class, which we have seen today. But starting in the 1980s, as so many other areas of American life, we have a huge U-turn. Tuition at public universities became uh, became like astronomical, started climbing. And by 2005, it was more than 10% of the median annual family income. Now, what if you have more than one or two children? Now, it's approaching 25% today. That's high enough to discourage any qualified young people from attending uh, a, a university or a college. Public Higher education has been the gateway to the middle class, and that gate is shutting very, very, very tightly. And it's just when the income and wealth are more concentrated at the top than they've ever been since the 1920s and since the Great Depression. And America needs the brain power of these young people more than ever. So what is the answer? Partly, we have to make public universities more efficient because they're not efficient anymore. They're, they have become very bureaucratic and when they're, when you become associated with bureaucracy, there's a lot of fat to be trimmed. Yet, universities are necessarily labor-intensive enterprises because they demand research and teaching, which can't be outsourced abroad or turned over to computers. So another part of the answer is to raise tuition and fees for students from higher-income families and use that extra money to subsidize the middle- and lower-income kids. And even now, relatively few pay the official sticker price. I mean, many receive a lot of discounts, you know, that are proportional to family income. But that's not going to solve the problem. So 
a big part of the answer has to be some government support for public public education at all levels, which means more tax revenue, especially from Americans who are best able to pay. So I guess it's that kind of Robin Hood thing again, is that we have to get more revenue from the rich who can pay the bills. It's not really stealing from the rich to pay the poor, but the people who have the means do have to step up and start paying a larger percentage. I was outraged when I read how many corporations, huge corporations that earned billions of dollars, you know, like GE, like a lot of banks, paid zero, zero income tax. So how can that happen? How can these big corporations pay zero income tax when people who are in medium households are paying a lot of income tax? So most Americans, to sum up, they still believe in the ideal of equal opportunity and most harbor the patriotic notion that we have the responsibilities to one another because we are all members of the same society. So the two principles that lead to an obvious conclusion, America's richest citizens have a duty to pay more taxes so kids from middle and lower income families can have an opportunity to make it in America. And a pending initiative in California would raise taxes on millionaires and use the proceeds to fund public education at all levels. It's a good idea coming at the right time. Let's hope other states follow. Let's hope that it passes and let's hope that the funds are used appropriately because I believe in college education. I am one of these uh, students who I had to pay for my own college education by raising chickens, driving tractor, and working in the fields like the migrant workers to pay my, you know, to pay my education and worked full time as I went to college. And it was hard, but I did it. And we want to give everyone that opportunity, but it would really help if people pay their share of the taxes. So thank you so much for being great listeners, allowing Heather and I into your life each week. Make sure you're tuned right here on World Talk Radio and Star Style. Be the star you are. Every Thursday we are live from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific time. We are your personal growth success coaches, and we hope that we are giving you advice as well as helping you have some fun and success. And we do bring you many, many great authors from around the world who can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style or to purchase any of the books, please visit starstyleproductions.com. And we do take all credit cards. You can also call us at 925-377-STAR. For Be The Star You Are charity, we'd love you to go to the website and make a donation, bethestarur.org, or you can just leave a message at our office. And again, it's all tax deductible. So may there be peace within you today. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith. And may you use your gifts. Because as you go out into the day today, remember no one's walked this earth with your exact combination of inborn and acquired strengths, weaknesses, skills, talents, and frailties. You are one of a kind. You are you, and you have the power to be the star you are. So take a look in the mirror and admire yourself. You are a wonder of creation. We hope that we have encouraged, inspired, informed, and motivated you. And until we celebrate and get together next week. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I urge you, if you're a SAG and AFTRA member, vote yes on the merger and celebrate every moment of your life. It is the only moment you have. Thanks for joining me and be the star you are. We'll play next week. Be the star you are.
Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.